Welcome to episode 23 of Calibre Podcast, brought to you by the Watchers of Switzerland Group. In this episode, Head of Watch Buying Mark Torson meets with John Burns, Head of Aftercare, and they discuss the relevance and importance of the aftercare process and how to keep a beloved timepiece in working order. Welcome everyone to the latest Calibre podcast and today I'm privileged to have with me my colleague John Burns who heads up our uh, repairs and after sales business at the Watchers of Switzerland group. Welcome John. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm very well thank you. Good good good. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself John and and, and when you started uh, in the world of watchmaking and how you got into it? I really fell into the trade really. I left school and apprenticeships were difficult at that time when I left school. So we, I fell into watchmaking. I wanted to be a cabinet maker and a local advertisement came along for as a watchmaker based in a trade center within my local area. Right. Uh, and I was applied for the job and was lucky enough to get apprenticeship. Wow. And that's how it all started. Uh-huh. And, and that, was that with a, a particular brand or just as like a watchmaking house? Or it was called the Watch Service Center. It was right. just did trade repairs for people, for, uh, for companies for the Northwest of England. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a, yeah. so, so it would have been a variety of, of all sorts of watches, nothing? Yeah, it was a great field to start in um, because it was such a broad uh, outcast of, of watches. Um, yeah. My first job was polishing. I spent six months polishing uh, cases and bracelets, which mm-hmm. was a, a good start. It was a, yeah, I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, Some wow. Goodness me. Memorable times. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. And um, how long does uh, typically an, an apprenticeship last in, in those days? It was five years, my apprenticeship. Right. And we did a block release at uh, Manchester uh, Technical College. Right. Um, studying horology. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was really good. And, and, and back then, were there many courses on watchmaking that was kind of official ones other than um, in Switzerland? No, not as as there are today uh-huh. of course with uh, WASDEP uh, being at the forefront um, you know it was a biological institute at uh-huh. that time um, oh, it, was, it was a good start for me yeah okay I was very lucky yeah. very lucky to uh, obviously when I'd served my time I uh, joined Watcher Switzerland yeah um, and for a watchmaker to work in that environment of uh, all those luxury brands mm-hmm. it was uh, like a child in a sweet shop it's been a, a yeah. really good journey for me I'm sure. So did you move into a store from that point, uh, from then? Uh, from then, yes. I uh, joined Watcher Switzerland in Manchester and I was there for 20 uh, odd years. Uh-huh. Um, I had a lot of training in Switzerland, um, specifically with Rolex Watch Company. Yes. Um, at Geneva, uh, three week courses, um, covering all aspects from case polishing, movement repair. Uh, yeah, it's been a really good journey. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Gosh, and now, and now here we are. Um, so, um, I, I, I know you mentioned you you were potentially going to be a cabinet maker. Do you, do you ever do any cabinet making? Or do, do you have any hobbies outside of watchmaking? Um, I'm, I'm really I'm really into DIY and stuff like that. Yeah. Just, it's all a hands on. I think it's what watchmakers do. Uh, yeah. Get involved in you know motorbikes that sort of thing. Yeah. That, that's what I was thinking because you know if you if you're skilled with your hands I guess it's uh, um, it, it's your sort of natural inclination whereas whereas I'm not so uh, yeah so I can, I can see the sort of the uh, the sort of symmetry between watchmaking cabinet making DIY etc. Interesting. And I'm I'm always slightly struck by the um by the by by the sort of character of watchmakers. Uh, they always seem to be quite well. They are. They don't seem. They seem quite calm, quite unflappable. At least that's when when I go around watch factories, as I'm as I'm privileged to do. When I go to Switzerland, um, etc., 
the, the watchmaking rooms are always incredibly quiet, incredibly ordered. Uh, the people are very precise, uh, very, very sort of diligent. Um, and it's uh, you've got to have a character for that sort of thing, haven't you, I guess? When, when you get uh, qualified and good at what you're doing, then it, it's quite a nice zone to be in. You get mm-hmm. in that little zone where you're just in your own world, you're repairing these watches. It's very relaxing. I do yeah. find it relaxing and enjoyable. Uh-huh. It's just, I've been at it all these years and I, I still really enjoy what I do. Yeah. And, 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 and I guess maybe now you're more managerial. Do you, do, you, do you still get your hands dirty on the bench? I do. I've uh, just recently done the Rolex refresher course okay. um, for the new uh, 32 caliber. So oh, right. yeah, um, if I've got my hands on, then uh, obviously I can help yeah, with the yeah. workshop. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and it does keep me interested to be yeah. back on the bench. Uh-huh. And there's quite an evolution in, in, in watch movement. Caesar, you mentioned the the, the, the caliber thirty two, that's yeah. a three two three five with yeah. the longer power reserve and and the and the um, uh, and the sort of the new sort of escapement, etc. Um, so that's uh, that, I mean that's that's quite an advance. There's lots of advances, obviously, in, in watchmaking, the anti magnetism, and all, all those uh, all those sort of things. I guess it must change. It, it, you know, I guess you have to complete com- uh, to be continually refreshing your skills to keep up with the development that brands like Amiga are making with the Metis movements and and obviously Rolex as well. That's the beauty of the trade. It keeps advancing. It keeps moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, product keeps improving. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. It's yeah. a great time to be a watchmaker. No, I, I can imagine. I can imagine it is. Um, and so, um, I mean, as watches the Switzerland Group in in the UK, uh, well, actually in the US as well, we we have about 129 stores. Um, we have monobrand stores, and with with the um, this sort of, I think, with the biggest uh, numerically um, uh, number of, of Rolex agencies and Amiga agencies and Cartier agencies in, in the UK. So. Um, we have all that experience in, in selling watches, and I guess we need to support that uh, correctly with uh, with with service and, and aftercare. So, um, can you can you tell us why aftercare of, of a watch is so important? It, to maintain the watch, to something that you've spent your hard-earned money on, um, to keep it looking as new as when it was first purchased. Maintenance is the utmost to keep that product in good condition. Mm-hmm. Um, we at Watcher Switzerland, uh, we have invested heavily in our workshops, in our staff, in training, to be able to supply to our customers the best service on the high street. Mm-hmm. That's, that's terrific. And and, um, and, and how, how do people access that? They go into our stores or they can do it uh, they can contact us via the web, I guess, or how, how do they, I guess I guess store is, is the more, more common approach. Uh, store would be uh, preferable, yes. If uh-huh. um, yeah. come in and experience our our aftercare, you know, sit down with us, uh, have a drink with us, get to know us, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we'll reassure you how we're going to look after your watch. Yeah, because I guess we we normally have people who handle the um, the the, uh, the the service and repair from an admin point of view, but. Um, do, do the watchmakers ever ever come out of their their, their their little rooms and talk to the customers? Of course, yeah, we're always available uh, if requested. Um, if a customer has a, a, a something that they need to discuss, then yeah, we will come onto the shop floor and reassure that client of uh-huh. what we're doing to the watch and how best to correct yeah. whatever fault is uh, with a yeah. particular item. 
and uh, the brands obviously have their their um, their service their service guidelines. Um, but I, I, as general advice to, to to the listener, how often should somebody have uh, an automatic watch um, looked at or, or you know viewed by 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 a professional? Every three to five years is generally the recommended time for a service of an automatic watch. Um, but you can come into store annually. You can have it rechecked mm-hmm. for the waterproof um, water resistance of a watch. Make sure that that's okay if you're going on holiday. Ah, yes. uh, we're there to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, pr- uh, to provide that service. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's sound advice, isn't it? And I guess you, um, you, you touched on the polishing and the aesthetic uh, point of view. Uh, I mean, it, it is remarkable um, how how a watch that's several years old, uh, once it's polished, it looks it looks like new. So that, that's quite a skill, isn't it? The whole polishing thing. Obviously, you said you started polishing. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, polishing um, has developed over the years, and it is as important or if not more important than the actual service of the watch because um, it is the aesthetic look that the customer sees, mm-hmm. the finished product. So it is just as important as uh, having the movement uh, repaired yeah. that the watch is brought back to its uh, original luster. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's very true. That's very true. So in general, what, what are the most common faults people have, have with watches? I mean, obviously there's many types of watches, quartz watches, mechanical watches, and hand-wound watches, but are, are there any, any, any particular, uh, particular uh, concerns that people have or re- regular, regular issues that come up with, with the three types of movements? Um, I'll go through them. Uh, firstly, the quartz watch, uh, a maintenance service is required every two to three years to have a new battery fitted. Mm-hmm. That will include a complete stripping down of uh, uh, the, the case, um, doing uh, tests on the movement, making sure that it's functioning correctly, and then all the seals replaced, the batteries replaced, it is tested over a 24 hour period, um, you know, to bring it to get the watch back working and so we're sure and confident that you know mm-hmm. it will work for the customer yeah. um, mechanical watches um, I'd say the main the main fault is that people will get timing issues or the watch will um, stop working automatically uh, and that's showing the fact that it does require service um, if uh, you will notice that you you know you've lost a few minutes time in a day um, obviously that's we will have, if you come into store we'll mm-hmm. ask you you know when was your watch last service yeah. um you know some people will say well 10 years will mm-hmm. yeah i'm sorry sir but your watch requires a service to correct that fault mm-hmm. um the service of your mechanical watch com- complete strip down of the movement the case it's uh, the complete uh, dismantling of the case and bracelet uh, removing the movement from the from the watch, uh, removing the hands and dial, we pre-clean the movement mm-hmm. uh, so we can inspect it and make sure that we are replacing the correct parts. Um, the watch is then um, reserviced again, re-cleaned, and then um, all the correct parts fitted. It is oiled and timed to the manufacturer specification. Meanwhile, the case is being valeted and polished, resealed, and then we can uh, do the necessary water-resistant tests. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, obviously, we do a three-day test on it, right. and the watch is uh, returned to the customer. Ah, so three days. So, because uh, I mean, people would would never think not to get their car serviced, but some people neglect to uh, to, to look after their watch. And when you think if you're wearing it all the time and it's an automatic and it's and it's running. 
I guess the oils inside kind of dry out or, or gum up. So I mean that's uh, it, it's it's an important thing. You can't expect a, a watch to run continuously without any sort of maintenance. No, it's a living beating machine uh, that runs uh, 24 hours a day, seven mm-hmm. days a week. Uh, it does need that maintenance to yeah. keep it in good running, mm-hmm. a good working order. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Um, and um, are there any particular uh, types of watches um, from a you know I don't know chronographs or uh, you know annual calendars, perpetual calendars that, that, are, that are more difficult to uh, to, 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 to repair to, to service? Uh, yeah, the chronographs and when you're going into your more complex movements, there's obviously more involved in them, so mm-hmm. more time is spent. Um, yeah, yeah, they can be <laughs> quite uh, challenging some yeah. of them, but but uh, the right training. Um, you know, we we can repair these watches within our workshops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's nothing you ever looked at and think, oh no, it's one of these. <laughs> Occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm, sure. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure there is in, in every every sort of walk or life. The sort of recent um, things that have affected everybody's lifestyle are the number of um, you know phones we have and gadgets and and, and lots of watches. Uh, lots lots of watch manufacturers are reacting to that by uh, improving the. Uh, the anti-magnetism uh, of their watches either through, I don't know, uh, insulating the watches or, or parts of the watches that are anti-magnetic. Um, is, is, is magnetism on watches as, as, big, a, as big a deal as, as, as we all think it is? My sense is it is, but, I, I, you know, just from the sharp end. It is. Uh, magnetism um, in the modern world is everywhere. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, your iPads, uh, mm-hmm. your phones. It just people don't really appreciate that. Uh, I just put my watch in my bag or with my wallet, or and it, this, if it is a, a quartz, especially, mm-hmm. that will will stop the watch. Right. Um, and it does affect uh, mechanical watches as well. Yeah. But we just uh, we have to be careful. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. And uh, I think if we're made aware and educate people that you know magnetism can affect these these watches, then uh, yeah, we should be okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, and um, do, do you just just on your own personal preference? Do you, do you have a favourite watch, or do you have a, a type of watch that you particularly like? Um, I mean, I can I can see what you're yeah. wearing today, which is which is a, which is a lovely watch. Um, yeah, Rolex Cosmograph. I just uh, yeah. Daytona. It's yeah. um, all my trainings, a lot of my training was at Rolex. Yes. Um, and I've just, uh, my favourite brand. It just, yeah. uh, obviously, there's a lot of brands out there. Uh-huh. There are watches I like, but I've just keep coming back to the Rolex. It's yeah. uh, it's something that um, I was trained at a, an early age, uh, and it, it's just uh, grown with me, the mm-hmm. brand. I've just really enjoyed working with it. Yeah. Good. Okay. And uh, do you have a, um, well, you, you've in a way answered it. Do you have a favourite type of repair? But I, I guess it's probably on a Rolex, isn't it? I guess maybe. Um, yeah, I do like Rolex watches to repair. The, yeah, the, they are nice. They go together really well. Mm-hmm. The timing is good. Um, just the, the support from Rolex as well with mm-hmm. the training that they offer us. Uh, no, it's been really good. I yeah. do. I'm just. I'm sorry, but no, no, Rolex is my preference. No, yeah. Absolutely. I think one of one of the other things over over the last number of years um, in the in the um, in, in terms of watch sales is the is the amount of interest and, and development of um, of um, uh, pre-owned sites uh, um, selling uh, 
selling well some selling vintage watches some selling watches that are a couple of year a couple of years old so there's a, a certain element of, of sort of recycling which i guess must be good for the repairs and after sales business because people will want um you know their uh, if they're buying a second-hand watch, a pre-owned watch, to look like new and to be in tip-top condition, so I guess that maybe maybe bringing a lot of work to to workshops these days. Uh, pre-owned watch sales are massive, yeah. um, absolutely massive, and some of the the vintage models now are so sought after. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just come out of uh, our workshop at Oran House, and they've got in the original uh, Submariner, which was one of the first Rolexes that I purchased. Uh, Perspex class, wow, really? Just, uh, yeah, really. Nice classic watch that um, uh-huh. these pieces will, you know, last a lifetime. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, if, if they're maintained and uh, and all the parts will be available because manufacturers like Rolex and Gégé, etc., they they, uh, they 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 keep parts and they they continue to manufacture them as required. So you you can keep a, a watch for an awful long time and hand it on, can't you? Uh, I think Rolex, after the last model is produced, they produce parts for thirty years. Wow. So uh, yeah, there's That's definitely uh, materials there for the, yeah. the longevity of the watch. Uh-huh. That's incredible. So uh, I'd advise the uh, I'd advise the listener to uh, to check check their uh, check check their their drawers for old watches. They might have some money in there that uh, we could service and, and and restore, and you could have a, a fantastic uh, a fantastic vintage watch on your wrist. Okay, so. Um, we um you have a you have a big team um a big team of, of watchmakers and we're we're just or you you rather are just in the process of um opening a, a, a workshop in manchester can you tell us something about that uh yeah so a new uh, national uh, watch service center is uh, opening in uh, in manchester um within early September. Right. Um, we have at the moment got uh, about 15 staff to go in there. Okay. So um, early days, quite um, quite a number of watchmakers. Um, I'm, just, I'm just looking so forward to this because uh, it'll be such a, a way forward for us to uh, to improve, you know, the opportunity to maximize our productivity, uh, technical quality, uh, and the overall customer experience of our stores. Um, we'll be using this facility. It, just, it will be a great, great, mm-hmm. uh, you know, opportunity for us. Okay. That way. So that that's going to pull watchmakers in from several from stores in, into one central location, um, I guess. Yes, it, yeah. our uh, what we've done is in the northwest. We've pulled um, five or six of our watchmakers uh, into one central location. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we've employed other uh, watchmakers who've shown. I mean, we had a, mm. one application from Australia. Wow. The other day, somebody contacted us. Uh, he's coming over to uh, have a bench test and interview with us. So uh, the word's certainly out there that, um, you know, we're opening this service centre and the opportunities that's going to give to uh, to watchmakers. Gosh, he must like rain if he's uh, coming to Manchester then from <laughs> Australia. Uh, possibly. Possibly, <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Wow, that's incredible. But but again, I, I mean, um, watchmaking is such a sought-after skill these days. Um, it's uh, and obviously uh, the the setup you 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 you're uh, you're creating in Manchester is probably quite a big draw because it would be uh, it's a good place to earn money. It's a good place to learn a skill, isn't it? It is Manchester as a city is uh, really really booming. Um, I don't know if anybody's looked at the skyline these days, but there's just cranes everywhere. It's right. uh, really really developing. Yeah. Um, it, we've got the 
from our technical point of view we've got a British school of watchmaking in Manchester of course yes um, so we'll we'll work together uh-huh. with them and obviously with our brand partners to uh, mm-hmm. to develop um, our staff you know to train them and uh, yeah. it's just a fantastic opportunity yeah so starting with 15 watchmakers and and all, all the kit that a watchmaker has that must be uh, that must be quite something i mean i always sort of marvel at the uh, again when I, when i go to the factories and and also when i when i visit stores and see the guys watchmaking in the stores the benches that they're, they're quite a piece of equipment with the armrests etc and i guess um I guess a, a watchmaker's bench must be like a kind of well-worn shoe. You kind of it's something comfortable because you're spending an awful long time bent over some incredibly tiny bits of uh, tiny bits of, of machinery. Uh, so a, a, a bench must be quite a quite a. The, the modern benches are uh, electronically adjustable. They're right. just uh, yeah, very comfortable to work at. Mm-hmm. Um, ones that we've purchased are state of the art. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, all for the. You know, to be able to sit there and do a quality repair, so we've got the best equipment. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it will be good. And so there'll be polishing machines and cleaning machines yeah, and, and um, all the all the yes, necessary with, kit um, and yeah. the best uh, world service center polishing machines that we can purchase. We have got two of these units. Um, right. So yeah, fantastic. Be a great development. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Okay, and 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 so that center. Um, it, it will be it'll be a Rolex accredited centre. Uh, it will be a Rolex uh, Swiss watches. Uh, we will do our uh, pre-owned repairs there, mm-hmm. and also uh, a warranty uh, work will be carried out in that. See what we're concentrating on is generating from the store a technical assessment or an assessment from the person taking the watch in. Right. By your watches. Uh, when did you last have your watch service? Uh, oh, it was 10 years ago then. I'm sorry, but it will probably need servicing. Then they book it in for a full service. So, John, many thanks for your time. Thank you for listening to uh, our latest watch podcast. You can find it in all the usual places, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean.